This is the Big Small Business Show. Welcome back. Now, Saika has been our amazing and loyal sponsor for 11 years now. But they're doing so much more than just being the Institute for Chartered Accountants. They're also very involved in advising government, whether it be on local, provincial or national level. Joining us now in studio to tell us more is Odwa Benga, PD at Public Sector Saika. Welcome, Odwa. I, I messed that up, eh? <laughs> so can, I, can, can I try that again? <laughs> Benka. 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 Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so the, the Auditor General's report has been painting a really, really grim picture at the moment. And what's Saika's uh, involvement been in terms of the public sector financing reporting? What, what, what have you been doing in the background to support this? Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Alan. Um, so, as SICA, we, we've actually put on our strategy, um, the government assistance, um, you know, as a strategic initiative. They, what we do is we create initiatives that focus specifically on supporting government. So from a public sector point of view, uh, specifically, we have um, the professionalization um, of the public sector um, strategic initiative. So that involves, um, you know, um, us uh, developing material, um, training, technical, uh, material that we can offer to, to the members that are in the public sector and also non-members that are in the public sector. This is really to try um, and, and, and ensure that, you know, there's capacity building within the public sector so that they're able to do. What are you doing that do. uh, pro bono or are you charging them for that? So that is um, a pro bono, um, yeah. mostly. So for, for our members, um, we, we do that, um, you know, uh, free of charge. Um, and then for, for non-members, we do also invite them to, to attend. Um, and some of the initiatives are free, some of them we do charge. So just give us a sense of the type of um, courses or training that you do, just, just by way of a couple of examples. Okay, so I think just to start off, um, we, we do a lot of advocacy um, yeah. as well in terms of, of, of trying to make sure that there's change um, and there's fit for purpose um, legislation and accounting standards that can be able to ensure that you know, the members are able to do what they need to do. Um, then we, we go and, and have um, what you call the PFMA. Um, so as you would understand, there's two, um, um, you know, um, areas within the public sector. There's the PFMA, which, which focuses on national and local and provincial government. Yeah. Then we have the MFMA, which focuses on local government. So we do have, um, we then have sessions um, where we take the members through um, what we call the PFMA audit preparation um, sessions where we take the members through the financial statement preparation processes where we focus on the, for example, the GRAP reporting standards and also modified case standards. And also then how do they then um, are able to create or prepare financial statements that are of quality that when they submit to the, to the Auditor General, um, they'll be able to get, you know, um, uh, for example, clean audits um, and, and, and yeah. Um, and also then, um, we also have what we call a PFMA and MFMA update session. There we focus more on the uh, compliance side as well as the uh, performance information side. Again, we take them through what is National Treasury put out um, as compliance that they need to make sure that they comply with and also the performance information side as well. So Otto, I just want to just interrupt there. You know, in terms of all these sessions, um, my guess is that the, the senior or mid-management is, is coming to that training. But you want some sort of 
deeper institutional knowledge. How are you getting through through to the let's call it the emerging echelons in in the in government yeah. that are the next level of management? How are you how are you seeping down? True. Um, so. I think as part of the um, the sessions as well, we do encourage the um, the, the, the the CFOs to also invite um, you know their lower level staff to be able to attend and benefit from from the sessions. In addition to that, um, we also have um, what you call the accounting technicians um, designation um, within SICA. So that focuses really on the entry and mid level um, sort of staff within local government and also the provincial and, and, um, and national government. So there we have a qualification actually that um, you know, the technicians can obtain um, and this is done through um, you know, um, the FET certificates they can, that they can also get as well. So that then um, assists in making sure that those that are in higher levels, for example, your CFO, your financial manager is supported by you know, people or staff that is skilled enough uh, to understand the accounting um, to understand, for example, the payment processes, how do you create uh, reconciliation. So all of those sort of, um, you know, minute details that you need to, um, you know, um, to implement in order to be able to prepare the financial statements that are able to achieve what you call the clean audits or unqualified um, audits. So what do I, in the public sector, my understanding is there is a very low number of SICA members. Okay, they all s seem to be in the private sector. So what, what is SICA doing about that? It, it's obviously very important for government to, to have that capacity and to have the influence of an institution like SICA in, in there to help capacitate it. Sure. That, yeah. is, that is correct, uh, Alon. Um, and it is something that we are trying to, to really build on um, as SICA. As so I think what we've spoken about is the, you know, the lack of skills um, and ov obviously the professionalization within the public sector. So what we're trying to do is to get our members um, you know, to be able to contribute um, into the public sector. So it's a space that you know, sort of members um, try and run away from um, for various reasons. But what we're trying to do from our side is to make it appealing um, to the members as well to be able to, to come and assist in the public sector. This is done through um, what we call the profiling of members that are working in the public sector. So we write um, articles about you know, members that are employed in the public sector that are really doing well um, you know, to show that you can actually have a career in the public sector yeah. and actually make the difference that, that is needed. So we publish those articles um, on, the, on the ASA magazine. Okay, uh, and I suppose what you're really trying to do is also sh make uh, make a psycho seem or psycho membership in that environment seem like a a a way to accelerate your your journey within the uh, within the public sector. Well, that's all we've got time for for today, Odwa. Thanks uh, so much for giving us insight. I think it's incredibly important. Um, that everyone and I love the idea that everyone's sort of not complaining about the, just the situation but actually doing something yep. about it and I think that's a very very important and that it takes us to the end of the show today a goodbye from me and remember if you think it write it down and make it a reality well it's time for our tough question for the week and uh, last week we asked the question are you driven enough? 
And I touched on the fact that are you driven for long enough? And today's question is, am I driven for long enough? Is my drive actually diminishing over time? And I see this with many entrepreneurs who start off with a big bang, lots of vuma, lots of energy, lots of excitement, and they hit a one or two obstacles, three or four obstacles, five or six things didn't go the way that they intended, and that energy goes, and, it's, and then they start with the excuses. So for me, the question to ask yourself here is, do you have enough drive for long enough? Can you keep reinvigorating yourself as an entrepreneur? If you don't have the capability to reinvigorate yourself, to motivate yourself, to drive yourself, to find connection with your purpose again and again, to remember what you're fearful of so that that pushes you. If you are not constantly doing this, if you don't have the capability to keep doing it, then you will possibly, not probably, but possibly be one of the 96% of businesses that fail. On average, it takes around five years to hit profitability. And if you don't have the sustainability of that drive, you will probably not be one of those 4% uh, that succeeds. So push yourself, find that drive and keep finding that drive. Well, that's it for the Big Small Business Show for today. I hope uh, today's show drove you. Do remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. The Big Small Business Show was proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. The Big Small Business Show was brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN.